So last week was my first week of trying to do this, right? And um, I had waited, I don't know, most of the day after I got home from work and then cracked open a couple beers. One thing led to another and I was about eight beers deep. And I figured that it would be a good idea to try to launch this podcast about drinking beer eight beers deep. Found out very quickly that that was a terrible idea. Uh, anyway, this is John. We're back with Little Hops of Horrors podcast. Um, trying to work on the introduction here. Not sure how I'm going to go about it. I was talking to a guy about some music, uh, but I don't know. I don't know if that's going to happen or not. I guess I have to reach out to him again and see what's going on. But uh, it would be where he gets the music in the intro. If not, maybe it'll just be a little story time. Maybe it'll just be something, you know, maybe I tell you that I was... Uh, an idiot or something, which is all the time. But as you can hear, we're pouring our first little bit of nectar. Make sure you check us out on Little Hops of Horrors podcast Instagram uh, for updates on what we're going to be checking out, what we're going to be reviewing, what we're drinking, all that cool stuff. Uh, or just funny memes, stuff like that. Um, that get shared occasionally when I have time. <laughs> or find stuff funny. I don't just put stuff out there to do it. I like to make sure that my memes are good. Anyway. So today we're going to be reviewing uh, Barbarian, which was a film that came out last year uh, from Zach Krager, uh, formerly of Whitest Kids You Know, which was one of my favorite sketch comedy shows uh, in the early 2000s. It was on IFC, and uh, man, they had some great ones. It's him and Trevor Moore, I believe was his name. Uh, they had some great, great sketches on there. Uh, plenty of them are still available on YouTube. Uh, some of them were just, you had to be there kind of thing, but uh, some of them definitely hold up and... Uh, yeah, <laughs> they're they're uh, they're they're a gem. That's for sure. Anyway, so like I said, we're gonna be doing uh, we're gonna be doing Barbarian today. Um, you know, Z uh, Zach. You know, we're on a first name basis here, so that was actually a cringy part. I actually did review Barbarian last weekend, but I was pretty drunk. Uh, so it's just me quietly because my wife's asleep right now. So I'm trying to, uh, you know, be mindful. So if it comes off a little quieter, you know, I, uh, I apologize. We're still working out the studio situation. I tried doing it outside earlier tonight, but, uh, we have shitty internet out here and, uh, wasn't paying attention, got on a roll, started talking and, uh, the internet cut out and I lost my entire recording. So I had to start all over after I had a little hissy fit cause I was super pissed. But what can you do? That's, uh, that's part of the gig I'm finding out. Uh, you just, you, you know, you want to do something, you got to keep going. So, yeah, anyway, uh, <laughs> me and Zach go way back. Uh, Zach being the director of uh, Barbarian. But, um, you know, it really reminded me just right off the bat of uh, Jordan Peele. And, and you know, you, somebody who's famous for their comedy uh, taking a jump into horror. And I wonder if there's some kind of parallel there, why there is a parallel there. Um I don't know. We're going to talk about the movie a little bit. Um, don't really give too much away just yet. Because uh, uh, if anybody, I mean, I'm sure you've seen it by now, but if you haven't, it's definitely worth checking out. It is a fun, I think it's really unique. I like like a lot of the camera shots that they do. Um, forgive me for the background noise. We're still working on how to figure that out too. Um, <laughs> but uh, some of the camera shots were really cool. Uh, really liked how they did some of that stuff. Don't have anything in particular because I'm not a film major, um, but just how they uh, introduce, you know, they throw you right into the action with this young girl showing up in an Airbnb. I'm sure you've seen the trailer and you're not sure of, you know, who the bad guy is and yada, yada. 
but uh, we're not giving you a full synopsis. Synopsis. There's the mush mouth again. Already starting. Uh, I did a whole synopsis like scene by scene last week because I thought that that's what a review should be. No, no, no. We're tightening it up this week. Uh, and already I'm feeling a little more comfortable behind the mic. So hopefully it gets better and better every single week. Uh, again, this will be air after Evil Dead Rise, which is next weekend. Um, still can't wait for that. That's going to be... Yeah, there's a cheese grater scene. I'm not a big trailer guy because I don't want uh, I don't want it to be you know ruined. Uh, there was a, a movie in the 2000s. Uh, it was called Quarantine. I think it was Jen, Jennifer Carpenter. And there's a, a scene in the trailer of her getting uh, like drug away from the camera because it was like a found footage thing of some outbreak that happens in this uh, hotel room and or hotel building or apartment building or something like that. And she's part of this news crew doing something with like the firemen, I think. I don't know. I can't remember. She's just, she gets trapped in there and all this stuff happens. So it's all found on like their camera. And they show in the preview that she gets like drug away. Well, we get to the end of the movie and that hasn't happened yet. Well, guess how the movie ends. So that's why I try not to watch the trailers too much. Uh, I'll watch enough of it to get the the, the basic vibe, you know, if, if it's going to be for me or if it's not going to be for me. Um you know, but to each their own. Some people can watch a trailer and over and over again. They don't care. Um, I try not to. I just don't want to. I don't want to spoil it. You know, uh, we alluded to in our introduction episode on how you know we track down movies that are worth watching and stuff like that. So if you haven't checked it out, feel free to jump on the old uh, Spotify and and give it a listen, just so you know what the parameters are that we uh, that we hold here to figure out what we're doing, what we're drinking, and stuff like that. Speaking of which, today we're going to do some uh, some Pennsylvania locals. Well, now I guess Southern Tier is technically PA. There is a tap room and a brewery uh, in Pittsburgh, not too far from Hitchhiker, which is also in Pittsburgh. And my former employer, shout out to those guys. They're fantastic. Please take care of them. Go check them out. Drink their beer. Good people down there. We're going to do a little uh, hazy IPA uh, showdown here. We have Southern Tier new haze it's labeled as a uh, hazy smooth ipa as opposed to a hazy rough ipa i guess it's a weird way to anyway uh sitting at about a six percent here up against bane of existence which is hitchhiker's flagship and man is it fucking good this is a great beer and it's at sitting at a six six so uh, we're gonna put those two against each other and uh see who comes out on top obviously the price points are a little different so you know i guess it kind of comes down to budget but uh, if you can spring for the old uh, craft beer, we'll let you know if uh, if it's worth it. Or the uh, I guess it'd be like hyper local. I guess that's the way to put it. Uh, Southern Tier is more of a regional brewery. They were originally out of New York, and they have like a huge brewery up there. But they did open up a place in Pittsburgh a couple of years ago, and it is a pretty cool spot right down on North Shore over there. They got some good food and stuff like that. Always cool to be down there for the games and whatnot. But um, yes, yeah, so we're gonna take a first sip of beer here. Let's see how we do. It's nice, nice, easy drinker, a little drier, not too hoppy. Um, for those of you unsure of the difference between a hazy IPA or a New England IPA and a West Coast IPA, um, the hazies tend to be a little juicier, uh, a little more approachable. Um, the West Coast tend to be a little more aggressive on the hop bite, uh, going to be a little more bitter, a little more piney. Um, you know, not for everyone. They, they got a bad rap there for a while because that's pretty much all that was available um, when they first started hitting you know, the market. Hazies didn't really pop up until I think Mass Distro anyway, until a couple of years ago. Um, 
mainly because uh, they're they're a fresh beer. That's something that uh, you want to drink pretty much as fresh as possible. Um, so if you see some stuff that's been in a in a you know a beer cooler for uh, a year or so, you know, I'm not saying it will be it'll be bad, but uh, it might not be ideal. So um, yeah, all right. So anyway, we're on our first beer. It's pretty tasty. We're about eight minutes in already. Holy heck, we're flying through this. This is great. Uh, just a little teaser coming down the line here. Uh, we're going to be doing a uh, a Pittsburgh Hops Showdown. So Pittsburgh has a great beer scene here. Right? We got, I think, 70-some breweries in the Pittsburgh regional area, which is insane. You know, that rivals, you know, actually, I think it's more than Asheville, which was like beer capital of, the, you know, the United States there for a while. Um, but we have a great, great scene, uh, especially that north, uh, that 28 corridor, which is like, uh, I mean, there's there's got to be 20 breweries just in that area within like a four mile, five mile stretch. Um, but I'm going to take, uh, we're definitely known for IPAs, I would say, in the city of Pittsburgh. And I'm going to take the, you know, the flagships from, you know, Dancing Gnome, Hitchhiker, Grest House, Brew Gentleman, Sanderlands. And uh, old thunder, you know, we're gonna put them up against each other, and obviously, we're just gonna do tiny sips of all of them because <laughs> I don't think I'd survive the episode if I had to go through a whole can of everything. Not an episode you guys would want to listen to anyway. So, but just uh, cooking up some fun stuff for you know further episodes, and then you know, as we get uh, we get further in, we'll do some uh, regional and national uh, hop, you know, uh, hop showdowns or uh barrel age showdowns or whatever just stuff like that um we take like other half versus like monkish or you know trillium treehouse stuff like that we'll just see how that stuff compares and how much i like it because at the end of the day i'm the only one drinking it here anyway so uh yeah maybe i'll let you know if it's worth the hype or if it's not worth the hype so uh all right we're on to barbarian right and um I didn't watch the trailer because, um, again, I didn't want to ruin it. It seemed like kind of a, a mind-fucky kind of movie from what I had gathered when I uh, originally saw it. But everybody started talking about it as soon as they saw it. Like, oh, man, you got to go see Barbarian. Got to go see Barbarian. And um, I didn't see a lot of bad things about it. So we came across. We we bought our tickets for Terrifier 2. And uh, it just so happened that Barbarian was playing right before that. Uh, so a buddy of mine did a double feature. We went and watched four and a half hours of horror films. Uh, <laughs> it was awesome. <laughs> we had a great time. Um, it was a lot of fun. It opens up with this young woman. She, you know, you don't you don't see too much of what's going on, and uh, you know she's at an Airbnb, and obviously there's a mix up stuff like that, and you know you're led to believe that this this guy that's there is, you know, his name's Keith and he, he's portrayed in a very creepy way. Um, and, and you, you're, you're led to believe that this is, this is the bad guy. This is the guy you got to keep your eye on. And they, they throw curveballs and, you know, their interactions and everything. He comes off kind of weird and, you know, he's the, the, <laughs> he, he over talks and he like that the tea scene, if you guys know what I'm talking about, where he talks about, I know she didn't drink her tea because I didn't want you to think that I was putting something in it to do stuff to you. you know, just this weird interaction. He's kind of an awkward dude. And uh, you're like, was well, he, is he playing the long game here? Or is he actually like a weird guy or what's, what's going on? Is he, you know, 
you come to find out that he, well, you come to find out that you think he's pretty harmless. She finally lets her guard down when they're having some wine. They find, you know, they bond over a band, which is pretty cool. And, um, you know, they, they show, um, she's very obsessive with locking this door because Keith does surrender the bedroom to her so she can feel a little more secure, which is very nice of, uh, very nice of him. And, uh, there's the, one of my favorite scenes, um, I have like four or five scenes that really stuck out to me in this movie. Most of it's just your basic filler and stuff like that. There's, you know, obviously some cool angles and stuff like that. But, you know, this was one of the scenes that that got me was the the door opening, right? When you're sleeping, that's your safe space. You don't want anybody messing with you, like opening your door while you're sleeping. Uh, that's just creepy as hell. And uh, you find out there's no one there. Obviously, the audience immediately thinks it's Keith. It's not Keith. He's uh, having a panic attack dream uh, on the sofa out there. And, uh, you know, she comes to find out it wasn't him, but yet they never really touch on, on what it was, you know, and uh, doesn't really stop her from, you know, wanting to stay. Apparently she's a, she's a tough girl. You know, you find out in her, uh, her meeting with her friend the next day that she's not supposed to be staying in this neighborhood. She stays in the neighborhood, yada, yada. We come to the next school scene that I think, you know, she finds the, the trap door down, down in the basement. And um, that mirror trick is so smart because she's just staring into a pit of darkness. And um, man, just that mirror trick with, with the light shining down. It's a great shot too. Uh, you know, she finds the creepy bedroom and then, you know, eventually sees that door to the, to the really, really extra creepy basement. She said, nope, <laughs> which I think we all, uh, we all agree with. This movie does a great job with the, uh, what the fuck are you doing? Right. That's, that's what happens later on, uh, right after this scene, because she gets locked in the basement and Keith comes and rescue her and all this stuff. And, uh, this is where I thought Keith was, was, you know, he's behind all of this. She's freaking out because she sees this creepy basement and, you know, the, the sub basement behind the basement that she was actually locked in. She sees the creepy room with the camcorder and all that stuff. And, uh, you know, Keith is like, well, I didn't see it. So, you know, maybe we shouldn't rush out of here. That's a red fucking flag all day long, all day long. So you've seen that in movies before where, they, you know, they try to, you know, lure them down. Well, let's go check it out together or something like that. And that's where I thought this was going. I thought 100% sure that Keith has some, like, weird minions down there or something like that. And, and he's just going to try to lure this young woman down into the basement and do God knows what to her. And, uh, that's, that's not exactly what happens. <laughs> he goes down. Did I lose you there? I hope I didn't lose you there. Uh, <laughs> just messing with you guys. Uh, I got to take another step here. Give me a second. She goes down, she tries calling for him and he stops answering. Because of course he does. Here comes all the, what the fuck are you doing? Here comes that anxiety, right? That just, oh God, this, you know, you're, you're waiting for something to come. You're waiting for something. This suspense is killing you. She's going down step by step. She's known this dude for like 14 hours or something like that, you know, in real time. And she's like, yeah, I'll go down in this creepy ass basement and come help you, bud. Um, she gets down there. She passes. He's like, creepy ass human sized cages still thinks it's a good idea to go looking for this dude 
finally pops up. And this is such a cool scene here. You see Big Mama Bear back there come running in. The scream is great. The lighting is awesome. I love when they don't, you know, when they don't go out of their way to like really focus on what's happening, they, they imply it, but they show you just enough. And when, when, you know, she has his skull just like smashing it up against the wall as such a cool scene and then cut, cut scene. Fucking brilliant. Fucking great. Uh, to just Justin Long bebop and his happy piece of shit ass down, you know, some California coast. And, you know, I was in the theater. I remember just like, what the are we watching like a separate movie is this like a tarantino thing remember how he'd like put like trailers and shit like in the middle of his films or like in the beginning of his films and you're like am i still watching the movie that i came here to see what is going on and essentially a whole other movie starts like right away you know and uh you just kind of wait and eventually all right we're gonna jump into our second beer here so give me a second And that was Southern Tier New Haze. Probably find them, uh, I would assume, in most of Pennsylvania. Their distro is pretty big. Probably find them in Ohio, New York, obviously. Uh, I'm not sure how far south they go, but uh, I would say safely those three states. Um, and their their stuff's pretty good for, for what it is. I would say that they're along the lines of a value craft beer, where um, when they first came onto the scene, at least in this area, they were famous for their pumpkin which is a pumpkin beer and yeah, Q I roll. Um, but when it's done, you know, it's pretty good done. Well, it's, it's, you know, it's pretty decent, but these bottles, uh, they used to come in bombers, which are 22 ounce bottle. You know, it's like a, like a bottle of wine essentially. And, uh, back then when they first started getting to PA, we had these laws in place where you couldn't go buy a single bottle. So you had to go buy the whole, you know, the whole case. It was like $90. Paying $90 for a, you know, a case of beer now is insane to a lot of people. And we were doing it back then, you know, because idiots. But hey, because of us spending all of our money, this stuff is more accessible for all of you. So you're welcome. We, you know, we, we had a part to play in all of this. Um, but now we're going to see what the local guys have up against the, uh, the big time regionals. Let's go. Now I'm a little biased because I love the beard hitchhiker. I think it's criminally underrated in the Pittsburgh area. Um, those guys are doing some really, really awesome stuff over there and band of existence is just fantastic. And I am really looking forward to um, comparing that, uh, I will do a blind, so I'm not biased, but I will do a blind test. I'll have my wife help me out with that episode where she can pour the beer and, you know, we'll find out what it is right after I take a, a sip or two and uh, go from there. But this is just, uh, it's just way more approachable in my opinion. Uh, it's a little softer uh, on the mouthfeel. It's not as um, effervescent, um, not as bubbly. Uh, not in a bad way. It's not like it's flat or anything, but it's just not as uh, aggressive in that manner. Uh, it's just, it's just an, I don't know, it's just a nicer beer, I think. Uh, but it's also a little more expensive. It probably goes for, I think, like 16, a six pack, $16 or four pack, sorry. Um, whereas this new haze came in like a 15 pack for like 25 bucks. So you get a couple more beers for your dollars, you know, going with that stuff. But that's why I said, 
value craft beer. So if you're in a position where you can swing the uh, the 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 sixteen dollar or twenty dollar four pack, you know, this week or this month or whatever, you know, or you don't want to, nothing wrong with any of that, um, you know. But you still wanna still wanna try some stuff. Definitely check out Southern Tier. They're doing some cool stuff. Um, they're constantly pumping out new seasonals, you know, quarterly beers, and uh, you know, they're pumpkin again. Uh, they have like five different kinds now. I think they make a whiskey now too, which is crazy. But uh, if you're in the Pittsburgh area and you haven't tried it, definitely go check them out. They're uh, they're doing some cool stuff. So, all right, we're gonna jump back to Barbarian. I'm gonna take one more tiny sip of this bane of existence from Hitchhiker, which again I cannot recommend enough. My favorite hazy in the city. So we jump back in. You don't know what happened to Tess. You assume she's dead. Just with Keith. Because she just encountered this monstrous naked zombie lady. What do you... <sighs> Quick side note here. The 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 naked woman. Like the, the big aggressive naked demon woman thing. There was one in Smile. <laughs> There's one in this. One of the shining. There's another one too. Uh oh, it it chapter one of the it movies. There's a big one that runs from like one room to the other. She's like 10 feet tall. And I don't get the sudden like fascination with with it. I mean it's creepy, but I feel like I just keep seeing it over and over again. I don't know. It's just uh just a an observation. Um yeah, so you know, we don't know what happened to the first two, two characters. And now we're dealing with uh, Justin Long. Totally changed the tone of the movie. You know, we're, uh, we don't know what the hell is going on. And then you find out. This dude sucks. He sucks so hard. He's such a waste of life. Right? You don't. <laughs> he's he's the, the prototypical, I can't wait for something to, bad to happen to you. Uh, you ever watch uh, Tucker and Dale versus Evil? No, maybe. Uh, that's one of my favorite comedy movies, you know, horror movies of all time. And I think if anybody's seen it, they understand why. If you haven't, I recommend it. We're going to review it later on. I'll probably do that and one of the dead in the same episode because they're both great movies and they're both iconic. Uh, but it's, <laughs> there's a douchebag <laughs> in that movie and you just want him to die the whole time. And he just keeps like evading death. And what the fuck? Why won't they just give us the satisfaction of killing this guy? You know, and that's that's the same kind of thing. You you, you kind of like you just kind of want Justin Long to get his eventually. I think his character's name's AJ, and this he's a real fucking douchebag. You know, he's accused of like uh, hardcore rape accusations. He gets dropped from all this stuff. His like financial advisor drops him or drop drops him. Jesus Christ, mush mouth. Um, <laughs> financial advisor drops him. Uh, you know, the show that he was working on kicks him off. All this stuff, and so he's like panic selling. And this is how he gets back to Detroit. Uh, actually, I'm not sure if they said specifically it was Detroit. I think they just said Michigan. Um. So he goes back to Michigan and everything like that. And he gets all pissy because he finds out that the people never left, yada, yada. So my favorite scene of this whole thing is when, you know, he tries to act tough because he hears a noise in the basement. He goes down and he finds that spare door that, that uh, Tess originally goes through before she gets to the, the, the extra basement, like the, the really creepy one. And he goes upstairs and he Googles, can you add square footage? 
to <laughs> or uh can you yeah can underground rooms be considered square footage because he's trying to get more money out of it like immediately you're just like this guy sucks he just fucking sucks even though you already know he sucks but he just keeps adding to it adding to it adding to it so he goes down he just you know totally oblivious to everything he see and he sits in the creepy you know raby room with like the the stained bed and the video camera he doesn't care he's just like oh cool this is like a 12 by 10 i can that's another you know whatever feet goes down the weird basement and again now this time you're not the, the alarms are not going off you don't care as much um you're just kind of like yeah whatever happens happens this is okay i don't i don't care if anything bad happens to this guy and eventually he runs into big mom again and uh ends up in this crate uh and <laughs> It's hilariously force fed her boob after uh, he turns down her advances for the bottle, which Tess, you find out, is still alive. Said, just take it. So, you know, we're, we're wrapping up. We're getting towards the end of the movie here. Uh, the the one part that I, that I didn't like about this movie, most of it, I, I you know, I really didn't see anything wrong with it at all. The one part that I didn't care for in this movie was the introduction of that weirdo guy in the in the bed, right? And he's supposedly you find out from the homeless guy that's near. He plays a very minor role, but he eventually rescues you know Tess and and uh, and AJ. Um, you find out that he's the worst thing in that house, but you never see it. You just see him shopping for diapers. I'm like that's not scary. We've all been there. Um, well, I haven't yet, but I will soon. Um, and I just wish that, you know, and they, they imply there's all those, you know, videotapes and stuff on the wall of all the victims and all that. And Justin Long, you know, AJ sees it and all that stuff. And, you know, he's like, oh, you son of a bitch, you're terrible. And then he just kills himself. But you never get to see why he's so bad. And I feel like there was, you know, a missed opportunity there. And had you seen him... You know, even if it was a little more implied, like you saw him like about to commit something horrific, you'd be like, fuck, this guy is terrible. You know, like anything like that. But he just plays such a minor role and he's supposed to be the worst thing in the house. Anyway, that, that was the only part I really didn't like. So we get to the end of the movie here. Uh, big moment escapes, uh, burst through the fucking homeless guy shelter like the Kool-Aid man. And uh, they're on the run for their life. Um they find a nearby water tower to run up, and uh, I can't remember who had the gun. I think it was it was Justin Long who had the gun, uh, and he drops it. Of course he does, because that's a horror movie for you. They get to the top. Big Mama chases them all the way up there. <laughs> this is so fucking savage, and my mouth like dropped when I saw this. AJ just tosses Tess right off the roof. Just go get it, like fetch, <laughs> and she does. Um, so yeah. Uh, Tess survived somehow. Big Mama broke the fall. And uh, he comes down. Tess is barely alive. He's like, oh, God, you slipped and fell. And you're like, this piece of shit gets away with it again. Except he doesn't. Big Mama finally steps in, turns his eyeballs into applesauce, and rips his skull in half. And you're like, oh, thank God. Thank God. He's finally done. He finally got his justice has been served. This is great. I love it. Turn back to test the end of the movie, which I think is fantastic. Puts the gun to 
to Big Mama's head, pulls the trigger, and credits. That's how you end a horror movie, folks. That's how you do it. I think it was great. I loved it. Um, all in all, I think the movie was uh, was a good ride. Um, like I said, the only thing I really didn't care for was uh, was just the, the the worst character or the worst person in that house. And uh, you know, he didn't really have any evidence of that. He just, you know, this weird, demented, naked mama lady running around. But that's barbarian. Um, you know, I thought it was good. I think that it was a little original. Um, definitely got some Jordan Peele vibes. It was different. It's just just a different approach. You know, it wasn't the same uh, boring build. You know, they you don't always need like a like a big time backstory on every character. You know, you don't always have to explain everything and, and take it to the lowest common denominator. So that everybody understands every single thing about every character. Like these people are going to die in four minutes. I don't give a shit about their fuck. I don't care. I don't care. Throw me in the middle of it. Let me figure it out. Let me, you know, toss me in the deep end. Let me, let me swim. Um, that's it. But yeah, so uh, that's just about it on episode two here. Well, I guess this will be episode three. Uh, no, this will be. I don't know what fucking episode it'll be. I don't know how they word this. So that introduction episode kind of counts, but it doesn't count. Um, but this will be the first review, second review, sorry, second review uh, that's, that's dropped. So hopefully we can get some get some momentum going here, get out the uh, get out the kinks. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm feeling good. I'm, I'm liking where this is heading. Hopefully this hasn't been too uh, dull for you guys to listen to. Uh, we're looking forward to having you next week. Um, so next week will be Evil Dead Rise. I'm going to do one more recording before that. I haven't decided the movie yet. Um, take a look at my list real quick and uh, maybe get some suggestions from some folks. Um, Cocaine Bear is one of them, uh, which I don't even know if that's considered horror. I think it's just kind of one of those fun films. I think they need a new quick rant. Um, I think they need a new genre. There are some movies you watch that aren't horror movies, right? Just because there's gore doesn't mean it's horror, you know. And I wonder if this cocaine bear falls under that uh, that category. Where, I mean, it's not your traditional action movie like a John Wick, where you know you're not seeing a bunch of. I mean, you do see some fun stuff in that, but not like a horror movie where it's super graphic. But you get my point. Um, yeah, so Cocaine Bear's up there. Uh, Smile, the Terrifiers are up there. We have some under-the-radar ones uh, that are definitely on the on the old docket there. Uh, it's Dark and the Wicked, which with Shudder. Oh, my goodness. There's so many good, um, so many good movies on there. Uh, Mandy, if you guys haven't seen Mandy, that's a, that's a great one. But... Uh, Taking a look at some stuff like my all-time favorite, maybe not all-time favorite, but the one that still scares the shit out of me to this day. Like right now, I go put it on, I'm going to have a hard time sleeping tonight unless I put some cartoons on. And that's the that's chef's kiss, my friend. That's what I want at the end of a night. And again, I don't know why we want this stuff, but whatever. Um, that movie is Mama. Ah, oh, it gets me. It's the noises she makes. Oh, so creepy. We're gonna be looking at stuff like, uh, you know, 
antlers uh or at least i think i said sinister in the uh in the introductory episode um just to give you this is just a little you know end of the you can tune off or tune off jesus christ i i promise i have not had that much beer i just can't talk tonight <laughs> it's the second show jitters um and we'll look at creep show paranormal activities you know some of these iconic films hell house llc that's an under the radar found footage film that like a lot of people you know might not have seen and if you haven't man are you missing out that is a great one and we're going to cover all that we might even get to some really graphic things you know like uh martyrs or inside from both the french version the original ones um but yeah, we got some cool stuff in store. Uh, I think it's going to be a good time. Hope you guys enjoy it. And um, yeah, stay safe out there. And we'll see you next week. Uh, cheers. <laughs>